Hey friends, welcome to Finally Out with Friends. My name is Rye, and my pronouns are he, him. And this is B, she, her, and together we hope to create a welcoming and safe space for anyone who needs to take a breath and finally be out with friends. In this podcast, we talk about things that are hard to talk about or situations that are hard to come out of. Trigger warning, this episode deals with emetophobia, mental health disorders, postpartum depression, anxiety, suicide, and miscarriage. If these are topics you do not feel comfortable listening to or will upset you, take care of yourself and we will catch you in the next one. Welcome back, friends. We appreciate all of the feedback we have received so far and are grateful to those who have given us the support to start this podcast. Thank you for coming back today for our second episode. In part two of Getting to Know Us, we left off talking about horrible therapists. Let's jump back in. So speaking of crap counselors, have you ever had any crap counselors yourself? Uh, yes. Like I mentioned in the first episode of our podcast was after I got kicked out of the military, my mom required that I go to still live with her. And I was 18. I didn't have any rounds to go. So um, I went and... When I did the intake thing, I was honest and said that I had been suicidal before because I had been, and I was very shy and uh, anxious. And so when I first meet people, I didn't spill my gut. So when I went to the first appointment and I didn't really say anything, she was convinced that I was suicidal. And she told me that either I checked myself into the hospital or she would get a court order to do so. So I was very upset, crying uncontrollably. She called my mother or made me call my mother. I can't recall which. And then made my mom talk me into committing myself into the hospital. And that, to this day, still makes me nervous when trying to find a, a new therapist. Now, who goes straight into a, ther- a therapy session first time and just completely open up? It's always awkward. I don't care who you are. It is awkward. Yeah, and I was... 18 so in my mind still okay even though legally adult i mean brains are not fully developed at this point and yeah so i just after that i was hospitalized i don't remember how many how long a few days a week something like that and one of my friends who also joined the military but had not left yet visited me in the hospital and my mom visited, I think my brother visited once, but my friend was in the room at the time and this dude came in and was just like staring at us. And that was like terrifying. Um, I am trans. So at the time, uh, I was, a, I looked female and identified with that, I guess, because I didn't know there was trans was a thing. I knew 
that's how he was supposed to identify so he did so as an 18 year old that was kind of terrifying some older man just walking into the room and thankfully my friend was there but yeah uh that time kind of makes me very nervous when seeing honestly new doctors or anyone in the mental health field honestly yeah, that's and traumatizing. now being trans it kind of makes that even worse because some people are transphobic that's a terrifying situation for sure and i can see how that would be traumatizing long term yeah after that i went back once and basically said fuck you but in a nice way and i said i was not suicidal and you made me command myself and pretty much that was bullshit but i know i didn't sweat at this point really so i did not say that but i did say i'm never coming back to see you this is the last time and i need someone else here and not you i think that it's really important that um it just be known to definitely advocate for yourself that was something that I did not know when I was younger. How could I have? And I don't feel like I was advocated for. So I'm glad that even though you were an 18 year old child, you still advocated for yourself and was like, ah, ain't doing this again. Yeah. So I know I told someone else. I honestly don't remember that. Um, but yeah, I think once I started university that I just. I did see someone at the university. Um, it was a religious university, so there's that, which we'll be talking about in another episode. A religion episode. Um, so, yeah, uh, have you had any counselors or uh, therapists that we're all so bad. So besides the one that told me I'd be happier if I wasn't fat, I mean, not that I can recall. There was a lot that I saw, I'm sure, as a teenager, I struggled with, like I said, suicidal ideations, depression, anger um, for n s several years. Um, it wasn't until after I had my son did I actually, like, start seeing a counselor again and um, you know, actually start trying to, to properly take care of my mental health. I hadn't had medications in years. Um, in fact, while I was pregnant was when I got put back on, uh, antidepressants. Um, I struggled, uh, to get pregnant. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so we struggled with infertility and unknown infertility, unknown causes, um, so during that time, um, you know, it's tough to stay positive, optimistic, happy, whatever, when you're struggling, but, um, yeah, I didn't really get back on medications until I was pregnant and they put me on it while I was pregnant for prenatal anxiety, I think is what they called it. I had to talk to a counselor every week. They'd call me. It was a telehealth call. They call me once a week and talk to me about, um, you know, how I was feeling mentally and during my pregnancy, how things were going. I had a, a difficult time after I had my son. 
I struggled with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. So after you have a child, um, they, you have an appointment with your gynecologist and I'm pretty sure it's for seeing how you're doing, how you're feeling, uh, mentally too, after having a child. Not just physically. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, during that episode, he recommended I see a counselor. So I did start seeing an outside counselor. Um, and she was great. You know, she definitely reopened the door for me to be able to start talking to somebody, but she wasn't exactly what I needed then. She was what I called a, uh, at surface type of counselor. She would deal with what happened today, not, yeah, you know, like, the past. yeah, like not overall, what's the root of this issue and how can we get to the bottom of it? It was like a casual chat with like you and I do, you and I talk all the time. It was similar to that. But um, in case anybody's curious, uh, PCOS, infertility, depression, anxiety, um, I found an article uh, from Medical News Today from November of 2022 that stated, according to some studies, a little over 27 to 49% of people with PCOS experience depression compared with around 19% of people without. Um, also around 5% of people experience anxiety compared with approximately 39% of people who do not have PCOS. Um, I thought that was crazy. Um, what is PCOS? That's what? fair. Um, let me, let me pull up a proper definition of it. I was like, cause you said all names, but you didn't define it and... I kind of know what it is, but... Polycystic ovarian syndrome is a condition in which the ovaries produce an abnormal amount of androgens, or the male sex hormone, that are usually uh, present in women in small amounts. The name polycystic ovarian syndrome describes the numerous small cysts, or fluid-filled sacs, that form in the ovaries. The thing is, I don't have what they call the string of pearls on my ovaries. I don't have typical or what textbook I suppose would say for PCOS. I have other symptoms, um, you know, facial hair, weight gain, and it's really hard to lose the weight. Infertility is a really big um, thing of it. And, you know, like my cycles have always been like a hot mess prior to being diagnosed with PCOS. So, I mean, there are, there are a lot of symptoms that is a very bare, basic <laughs> definition of polycystic ovarian syndrome. Fair. Yeah, I mean, not everyone is going to have the same symptoms. Definitely obviously. not. Most things are different. Stuff that There really is. But what kills me is I went and saw a PCOS specialist recently within the last like, you know, three years. And it was a male doctor. Even though I have like such a history of actual PCOS symptoms and I was diagnosed and the whole thing, this man, and he I'm said, mad because it's a man, <laughs> told me that there was no way I had PCOS and I've never had PCOS. Talk about irate. Um, he, he talked to me for 10 minutes. 
Did you say no thank you to his mansplaining? I said, um, you know, I know what I have. Did not come here for you to diagnose me. I came here for you to treat me. And uh, yeah, that's okay. I just don't have to come back here again. And I haven't. I haven't gone back to see him because why? Did you find someone else? No, I didn't find anybody else. You know me. I'm terrible when it comes to finding doctors, which just so everybody knows, I see a therapist now, but only because Rye, (laughs) Rye helped me find the therapist that I have today. And the therapist that I have today is amazing. She is, she is the exact type of person that I need. Her personality flows with my personality. It's really hard to find a great therapist, right? Yes. And what I didn't know is that you can just be like, no, this isn't working for me and find someone new. Like you don't have to sit there and you don't have to keep going back to this person because you're always going to fit and it's not going to work if you don't find a therapist that um, you mesh with. Right? Recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, my therapist um was is changing their practice for health reasons so i don't have one right now but we were talking about how uh non-gynecologist no <laughs> like so uncomfortable so uncomfortable it's true not a big fan of no male doctors in general name and and when we were talking about how a new therapist i was like oh, i don't want a man like She's like, what about a trans man? I'm like, I don't know. Ew, man. But you yourself are a man. (laughs) Yeah, I am a man, and I do not want to see a male therapist. That's fair. That's fair. Because I'm sure that there are plenty of cases, too, of the opposite of men not wanting to see women because, you know, no. Just no. They don't have to. And that's the glory of it is you're allowed to say, no, I don't want this. I want somebody else. I want somebody to fit my categories. And again, like you, I had no idea. I had no idea if you were already seeing a doctor that you could be like, I don't really want to see this person anymore. They're not, it's not fitting with me. Y'all, that's adulting at its finest to know that you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea until I like watched YouTube videos and they're like, it's fine. They don't work. Find someone new. And I was like, oh, you can do that instead of just, <laughs> ah, this is not working and give up. Because um, honestly, there's only been like three therapists that I've seen that I like. And like you, there's been a lot. And and because of starting over is just like kind of terrifying in general especially for us because anxiety yes but also past experience makes my anxiety worse yes and i'm like literally i want to stall over and i don't want to have someone like before right and i cannot for the life of me remember that therapist thing well um and so i'm like oh i was like well i don't want someone way older than me and she must be so she must be at least in her 40s but i don't think she was that young when i first saw her but yeah that was that was some time ago 
That was some yes, time ago. That was, that was close to two decades ago. Yeah. It's, uh, it brings me like so much joy that again, you helped me find my therapist. Cause I remember you were so sick of me being like, no, I haven't found one yet that you're like, get your ass on the computer right now. We're going to look together. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, does this mean, cause you can, you can do a search parameter and what you're looking for in a therapist right. on that site. And that's what we did. I'm like, I'm sick of you being like, nah, I can't find one, but you're not looking. So it's hard to find one and you're not looking. The So just like my friend helped me, I was helping you. I'm like, okay, we gotta do this. We'll do it together. And it got done. And I appreciate it because I have the most amazing therapist. Like I cannot say enough good things about her. She's amazing. Uh, which also reminds me, we will actually have the website that Rye helped me find my therapist on linked down in our show notes as well. Um, it's a great resource. And again, you can uh, specify the things that you're looking for. I think you can even specify exactly what mental health disorders you're looking uh, for a therapist in as well. Yeah. Yep, you can, there's, I don't remember how many, but I'd say it's at least like 20 different things. Yeah, you can pick between and you can, I believe you can pick the gender and you can find someone who's non-binary. You can, because Um, I did not want to see a man either. Yes, I recall that. And if I'm not mistaken, um, you can also specify if you're looking for a therapist or uh which one is the pill pusher psychiatrist psychologist psychiatrist pill pusher got it prescribed meds. <laughs> yes the pill pusher i'm pretty sure prescribes meds is the actual term and not pill pusher <laughs> well anyways um you can also look for children too if you need uh somebody for your child or a child in your life oh Yes. Um, when I was a kid, also went to counseling. Basically, the school told my mom I had to go see someone. Um, so I did, but I was always worried that he was going to tell my mom when I said. Me too. And that was before the therapist. Because I'm pretty sure. Always before that one. Yeah. Yeah. And had I, if I would have been like, yo, told, no, it's not going to go back. I would have talked, but I'm not told that. So I didn't really talk. I was also at that point diagnosed with ADHD. Interesting. Well, at that time it was ADD, but now it's just ADHD. Do you have ADHD? Um, so I was recently tested for autism and they said i didn't have it that it was probably just um anxiety and adhd um but also i feel like not remembering all of my childhood i remember things wrong and then after i was like wait a minute that didn't I didn't do it that way because, like, one of the reasons, like, oh, you played with other kids or whatever. And then I looked back and I was like, yelling at that stuff when my brother was around. And then the rest of the time I had, like, one friend on the playground. 
So I'm not a hundred percent sure. One of those things. Uh but they had said that she doesn't think like the diagnosing category is super right or something along those lines. Hmm. Interesting. So last last week, I think. Or maybe it was earlier this week. I don't know. Days they're supposed to mean things, but <laughs> um you messaged me because your anxiety was debilitating at that moment. And you asked me what I do. Yes. So I was like, people tell me to breathe. Which is not helpful, but I was like, oh, that therapist sent me an email actually a couple times when we had talked about my anxiety. And I haven't really done much from this, which probably not a great idea. But I sent, I forwarded the email to you and you said it did actually at least help a little bit. It did. They had um, a breathing technique. Um, what was it called? Like three, four, five or something like that. It did help immensely. I tend to have debilitate, debilitating anxiety um, over uh, a phobia. I have um, the phobia of vomiting and I have a small child who is in school and every time he says his stomach hurts, oh, forget it. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm better now in front of him and I will not, uh, you know, hide from him anymore. But, uh, when we put him to bed, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I just, uh. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for that email. Cause I did do it. I did. And it did help. I, I didn't know that was a thing until one of my friends growing up told me they also have that fear and anxiety that you do and i was like oh no this is my fault i did this because when we were in the second grade we were taking off our winter stuff and i puked on their snow pants i'm like i don't feel good and then puked and then i was like well no i did this this is all my fault but when it when we i think i don't remember what grade we were in but it was a couple of years later, she told me that. She said to herself, she was never going to be my friend because I puked on her. <laughs> We're still friends to this day. Oh, and good. she claims that it's not my fault for her, the puking thing. It probably which... isn't. Fair enough. Do you have like a certain memory or has this just always been a thing? So, no, I do not have a certain memory. In fact, it wasn't something that I externally struggled with very much before um it only hit like in my mid 20s where it became a thing i don't know what happened why it became a thing i mean nobody likes the action of but it's yes. just i don't know it's just i i just i fear it so much i don't know yeah i don't know so was this before you got pregnant yes so when you had morning sickness, did not have like, it. Oh my god, this is the way. Oh, did you got not have. I did not have. Okay, so this was part of my actual my my uh, anxieties while I was pregnant. I did not have 
typical pregnancy symptoms. So you were anxious that you were not sick. So what the infertility doctor had told us before we got pregnant was my eggs were probably not viable. So when I got pregnant, I was worried that I would lose the baby or something was wrong with the baby. Not that something being wrong with the baby would make us live in any difference. It's not that kind of scenario. I was more worried that, um, you know, they, he now obviously would be born, um, like, like stillborn or would never make it to the viable stages of pregnancy. So I was anxious my whole pregnancy because of that, because that infertility doctor told me that my eggs were not viable. I don't think it's that uncommon to actually have miscarriages, especially for your first pregnancy. A lot of people from what I recall being told was miscarriages typically happen before you even realize you're pregnant sometimes. Um, But I, Luckily, thankfully, thus far, have not had a miscarriage, but saying that I also have not been pregnant again since uh, having my son. But um, yeah, I know I know people who have had miscarriages and um, like my best friend, she she had a miscarriage um, and it was a whole thing. I mean, then she ended up having a tubal pregnancy. And so every time she's been pregnant, she has three beautiful babies. Um, every time she's been pregnant, it's been a real stressor, um, throughout the whole pregnancy, uh, for miscarrying again. Yes. I'm sure that would be very distressing. Yeah. I can't imagine how terrible that would be. Absolutely devastating. I'm sure. We did IVF. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but when we did IVF, you know, when you are trying to get pregnant, the two weeks after you ovulate, before you start your period, they call it the two week wait. When we had did IVF, we were in our two week waiting period to find out if um, the blastoid embryo, embryo, that's a good one embryo took or not and I remember it wasn't even a week a week after we did the procedure that I started bleeding heavily I don't know if that would necessarily be considered as a miscarriage but that hurt physically mentally man that was tough yeah that was tough and we were out on the road at that time too we were coming back from a wedding oh gosh it was awful that that does sound awful. Um, also, I've seen like lots of people, especially on that show. I didn't know I was pregnant. Where doctors will say, "There's no way you can have children," and then these people get pregnant, and then they don't know they're pregnant. And people are like, "How didn't you know?" But they were told, "You can't have a baby." And I have a friend like that who now has two children, but. Her and her partner had been together for like 10 years and at least before they had their first and she didn't know until she was like six months pregnant. I mean, that's fair. She was told they couldn't have children. That's fair. Because like, I mean, like, like I said, I did not have typical pregnancy symptoms. The only reason why I found out I was pregnant 
was because I was supposed to go in and have a MRI done. And they said, just in case, take a pregnancy test. And me, I was like, you know, whatever, I'll take it. Um, you know, cause who knows, maybe we'll get lucky. And boy, yeah. we got lucky. It was one of those 4 AMPs and immediately went to the store to get more tests to like verify because we couldn't believe it but yeah i don't think i would have known otherwise because i had i had no symptoms dude i had no symptoms um yeah they even if there's no way you could be pregnant they still make you take a pregnancy test yeah because when i still had those parts before i had the hysterectomy they would like i'm like there's absolutely no way i'm pregnant unless it's jesus um <laughs> Hey, uh, nope, they're like, you still gotta take one because that is so your age and you have those parts. That is so crazy to me. I mean, I yeah. get it. It's a liability, is all that if that is a liability. They don't want you to be able to turn around and sue them for it. Well, and yeah, in, in your case, you you wouldn't have known. You're like, nah, I'm not. You're like, nah, I'm not pregnant, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there we had already done IVF it had been like a month or two we knew for facts we weren't yeah but yeah and, and like I said even being told like hey your eggs probably aren't great I don't know he came yeah, out pretty I great don't... to me <laughs> yeah um oh man I am pulled a you I'm like what was I gonna say it's all right. <laughs> uh, but so so it wasn't IVF? No, I don't that, think so. Or what? Yeah. We think that, because, you know, when you do IVF, you do a pretty major cocktail of fertility medication yeah. and stuff like that. We think that that might have contributed to it. In fact, I think I knew when we got pregnant. Um, it was during the two-week wait. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We don't, it wasn't from IVF, no. There's no way that he was the IVF. So I actually heard a lot of people who did IVF and it didn't work. And then they got pregnant mm -hmm. right after. And it's common. It's so yeah, you might be right. The, all the meds that you had to take. That, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Did the doctor say anything? Did you ask about it or no? So when you do IVF, you have to go back for a follow-up appointment, whether you end up pregnant or not. And uh, when we went, they, of course, did the blood work, which, of course, came back negative. Um, but during that time, I mean, no, he didn't really say anything. Um, yeah, no, just that, you know, it didn't work. So if they had done all of the blood work and stuff, and if I had gotten pregnant from that, then we would have known during the, the final appointment with the IVF doctor. Yeah, because the, they can tell through the blood faster, right? Yeah, um, like your H, like urine HCG test. rises a lot quicker to detect. You can detect it in urine, but it takes a while. That's why pregnancy tests are not accurate early on. But they can tell early on yeah. by your blood. Okay. So then you definitely. Definitely was not that. pregnant after yeah, from IVF. That. Yeah. Definitely was not. Yeah. 
Because we found out in February and we did the IVF yeah, in no, late November, early December. We found out in February. So. This seems like a good place to stop today. In our next episode, we will be talking about our religious backgrounds and where we stand today. Have any of y'all had bad experiences with therapists or counselors? Let us know on our blog post through our website, finallyoutwithfriends.com, or on our Facebook page by searching for Finally Out With Friends in the search engine. Also on the website, we will have helpful hints that Rye sent me during my anxious episode for anyone else that may need it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We have a list of resources and hotlines for some of the topics we will touch upon in our podcast. If you have any you would like to share with us, ones that you have used yourself, or even ones that you just have knowledge of, let us know so we can get it added to our blog post on finallyoutwithfriends.com. We would appreciate if you subscribe and review our show on your preferred listening platform, but no pressure. Take care of yourself, drink your water, and take your meds.